0: And I won't hold you long, okay? But I have to, to let go of what's happening inside of me. This is Christian living, amen? That's what, I'm living my life as a Christian. That's what it is to me. And I want you to live your life as a Christian. We are all brothers and sisters in the Lord. My job is to encourage you, come with me, let's do God's work together. I'm not going to sit there and watch you do God's work. I will be there with you doing it together. Because we are working together for the kingdom of God. Amen. It's so important. If you will take that little time to do work for God, watch what God will do for your family. Watch out. Things may be going the other way. And you're struggling. You've done all you know to do. And it's not working. Turn around and begin to focus on God's kingdom. And watch what God will do. He alone knows how to put things together. And when it's finished, it's marvelous in our sight. That's the God we serve. Amen. Now, Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 through 27. The Bible says, So you shall serve the Lord your God, you shall serve the Lord your God, and He will bless your bread and your water. When you serve God with all of your heart, and that's what we're talking about, He will bless your bread and your water. What does that mean? It means He will make sure you are fully and well supplied. When you need something to eat, He's there for you. He'll take care of your life and everything that concerns you, your bread and your water. You need that. The basic things in life that you need, He'll give them to you. You will never want those things. So you shall serve the Lord your God and He will bless your bread and your water. God said, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one will suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. Barrenness is not from God. Sometimes people start something and and, and it's good, it's going, but then they have a miscarriage. Whatever that is. Whatever it is, your marriage, your children, whatever. Things were going well, and then it didn't go well as well anymore, and things went crazy. But God says, you will not suffer miscarriage, and you can never be barren. Because God wants you to be fruitful, and for our church, this is the year of fruitfulness. And God said, no one will be barren, and the number of your days I will fulfill. So God will fulfill the number of days that he has given to you in this life. That means you don't have to die young. Amen. <laughs> I don't care whether they say cancer. Cancer is not bigger than God. No disease is bigger than God. No accident can take God on our word. God said, if you say, Well, God blinked, because I made a mistake. I blinked too long. That's why that accident took place. If I had my eyes open, God speaking now, that wouldn't have happened. That can happen with God. If you are his child, he will protect you so that nothing evil will come near you. That's what Psalm 91 tells us. No evil will come near your dwelling. Do we believe God's word or we just hearing words? When we serve God, he takes care of his own. God will protect you and take care of you and make you fruitful in life. You have to believe that. You have to believe that. But to do that, you have to walk and live according to the Spirit of God. Because if you are not living according to the Spirit, you are not of God and God cannot walk with you. If you are not living according to the Spirit, you will suffer condemnation. You will have around you constantly this sin consciousness. You go to pray to God, but you're not sure that he's hearing you because there is sin consciousness all over you and and, and you need somebody to give you that assurance. You don't have it on your own because of sin consciousness. The reason is you are not walking against, I mean, according to the spirit of life. You are not living according to the spirit. You are living according to the flesh so you suffer condemnation. But the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1, it says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So the best place to be free from condemnation and sin consciousness is to make sure that you are indeed in Christ. Those who are in Christ will not suffer condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Not only that, but who walk according, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So you have to be walking according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we got two laws. The law of sin and death and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If you stay on the side of the law of the spirit of life, you receive life into every area of your life. God will infuse life into your finances, life into your children, life into your marriage, life into everything that you set your hands to do. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, he condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law will be fulfilled, and be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. That is very important. And then God goes into a way you set your mind on. What is important to you? A, a spiritual thing is more important to you? Is your spiritual life and your walk with God more important to you than how you're going to survive in the world? That's more important to you, and you have to, if you have to choose is survival, then to choose God is that what is more important to you? So your mindset is going to determine how you fare in life. Because the Bible says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. And those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded, when you set your mind on the things of flesh, God says you are carnally minded. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Why? Because the carnal kind of mind is in enmity against God; it is not subject to the law of God. No, indeed, can be. Let me explain that to you. When your mind is not fully set on spiritual things, and your mind is only on carnal things, fleshly things, how you can survive? How you can? Do these tricks and make and get along in life? If your mind, if you set, your mind is set in that, before long you become what God referred to as a carnally minded person, and you're dying. And your mind is in enmity with God. When God speaks, you get angry. You hear scriptures and you get angry. And it's like God has become your enemy. And anyone who stands with God, your enemy. Have you heard the word homophobic? You heard the word homophobic? If you say anything from the scripture that God does not like people doing this, guess what they say? you, you hate. <laughs> Why? Because the mind is in enmity against God. So when you tell them that don't do this, it's not right with God, they get angry. And they they fight you and the scriptures because they have a corner mind. And if you have a corner mind, you have no place with God. God cannot bless you. God cannot reach you. You can be led by God. You will be in bondage. But to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You want life and shalom, fruitfulness and life, you need your mind focused on the things of God. How do you do that? Just stay with scriptures. Mm. Stay with scriptures. If God says it, believe it. Study the scriptures. Go to Sunday school. So that you can be buried with the word of God when you sit before the feet of Jesus and you're hearing the word of God, God is doing things in this place that you are not even aware of. I have never stayed away from Sunday school. I always it didn't matter who was teaching. Even if I felt like this person is a new person and don't know as much as I know. <sighs> I really know this stuff. I still stay there. And believe me, you sit there and I get things from them. Ooh. And I'm blessed by them as they teach. I get another perspective. Jesus said, Mary has chosen the best part. And will not be, that will not be, when you, it won't be taken from her. When you stay focused on God's word and you present yourself constantly in the presence of God, things happen to you that you're not even aware of. Hmm. Angels have been assigned to your life to make sure they guide you. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for what? For his name's sake. That's when you will not be in want. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. He restores your soul. He makes sure, he makes sure that everything is fine with you. Your soul is restored and feeling good. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He needs to protect you in this path of righteousness because there is great fruit in righteousness. There is fruitfulness in righteousness. You, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Amen? He will surround the righteous. With favor, with favor, you will surround the righteous as with his shield. Everywhere you go, if they like you, they started hating you the first time. But before long, they said, there's something about him. Hmm. There's something about this kid. Remember Joseph? Favor of God with him. His righteousness was shining. And the man saw him. slave, (laughs) I'm going to turn my whole house, everything that I own into a slave's hand. (laughs) Nothing was withdrawn from him. That's fever. When you are not carnally minded, you stay focused on things of God. You make sure you are present when God is speaking. When a man is speaking, it's not just the man, it's the word of God that you're hearing. Jesus told Peter, "You, you don't need to take a bath. You are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. And as you imbibe the word of God, things begin to happen in your spirit. Your life begins to change, begins to change. And God begins to position you for his blessing. That's what going to church is all about. Not to just sing to God, there are angels singing. It's for our good to edify us. There are angels and creatures in heaven worshiping Him fully with excitement. When we do it, we are doing it for our benefit. And as we hear the word of God, He changes us and positions us so that God will bless us. You are being robbed. If, God, if something is telling you, I'm too tired today, I can't go to church. I can't go to Sunday school. You don't know what's going on. The thief is gotten you. The thief has come to steal, to kill, and to, to destroy. You give him room, he's destroying you slowly. And you're not aware of it. You're not doing anybody's favor when you present yourself before the... You can make your mind up today. I am going to serve God. If you do that, I'm going to serve him in every way. Watch what God will do in a year's time you see where God will put you. That's the God we serve. We got to be led by the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 makes it very clear. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. So when you have fear, you have the spirit of bondage. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry to God, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself, that the Holy Spirit himself, bears witness with our own spirit. Yes, I hear you. You are a child of God. And the Bible says, and if children, then we are ears. Hears of God. And joint ears with Christ. If we will suffer with him so that we may be, might be glorified together with him. That's the scripture and the scripture, Jesus said, the scripture cannot be broken. When God speaks and you line yourself with God's word, that word, the same word that created the universe, that word has power enough in it to make you. If you will line up with the word of God. I believe these things firmly with my heart. Otherwise, being a pastor is going to be tough. How do I know what's going to happen? I have no fear of that. I know that God is with me. Amen. And I know he's taking me somewhere. Exactly where I don't know, but I don't care. I'll follow him. Wherever he's going, I'm going. Amen. I'm going. And you're going with me too. Amen. You're going with me. And God's going to bless us. I'm sharing this with us so that you can line up. When you're blessed, I'm blessed. When you're doing well, I rejoice. Because that's what I'm praying for. My prayers have been answered. When I see you grow and you're doing things, unusual things for God. And I believe for our church, God is going to be doing unusual things this year. Can I hear an amen? Amen. That's what God's going to do for us. But we have to be about our Father's business. Sometimes, I, get, I said, I don't know if it was last Sunday or last Wednesday, the greatest hindrance for most Christians, pride. Pride. You won't do certain things. You, don't, you are not even aware that this is going on. He's there. Why can't you speak to the one next to you? You're concerned about what they think about you after it. Right? That's the problem. Why can't you praise God and lift up your hands in church? (laughs) Because you think others will be looking. And so when they raise their hands to worship God, they do this. And if somebody looks, it's pride. Pride goes before what? A fall. Hmm. When you are proud... And you're prideful. You're going, the pride is going ahead, you're feeling good, but <laughs> right, before, right behind you is the fall. You're going down. But when you humble yourself before God, he lifts you up. There is no better way to humble yourself before God than to hear his word and go ahead, I'm going to do it. That's true humility. When you hear God's word and God says, lift up your hands, lift up holy hands before the Lord. And you said, is that in the word? I didn't know that. And then the next thing you hear, a chord from a keyboard or something. And you say, yeah, God said to do this. I'm going to do it. I don't care who is looking. God says, did you see that? Did you see that? That's my son. See his hands up. He obeyed my voice. Have you obeyed the voice of the Lord? You heard his voice and you obeyed it. To obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken than the facts of Ram. God don't want any sacrifice. Just obey me. Humble yourself before my word. And do what I say. If God says go, go ahead and do it. Be led by the Spirit of God. And if your mind is not set in spiritual, on spiritual things, you can't be led by God. Why is He going to speak to you? Your mind is all flaky. All over the place. Happy ones, depressed, heard a minute. Struggling with all kinds of things, but you're not looking up to God. Only those who are led by the Spirit of God. Because God wants to bless you. We need... The Spirit of God to lead us. He's called the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. He's the Spirit that's going to transform your life. I've often said, everything that you can see. When it comes into the natural world, it has to come through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that takes things from the unseen world, and delivers it into the natural world where you can see it. That's why Jesus said, He's better for you if I go. Amen. If I don't go, the Spirit will not come. And you won't have manifestations. When the Spirit comes, He's going to teach you stuff. And He will manifest Himself. And you can see stuff in the natural. God spoke the Word, but the Spirit of God was already moving. Amen? That's His job. And so we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you want God to do things in your life, submit yourself to Him. It's not hard. Just say, from this day on, I'm going to set my mind on things of God. And God says, that's a mind that's set on the Spirit. And then, you are led by the Spirit. And God will start speaking to you. Amen? It's not that difficult. God wants you to be led by Him. The Spirit of God. Galatians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. He says, Christ, verse 13 and 15, uh, 14, sorry. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Haven't become a curse for us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, how? In Christ. And that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Two things, right? Two things. That the blessings of Abraham will come upon us, the Gentiles, in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So you have to be in Christ and have the mind of Christ so that the blessings of Abraham can come upon your life. That's how to get the blessings of Abraham upon your life. And then receive the Spirit, the promise of the Spirit, by faith. We need the Holy Spirit to get the blessings of God. You can't have the blessings of God without the Holy Spirit. He's called the promise of the Spirit. This is what Jesus promised every believer. You can't be spiritually minded without the Spirit of God. You need the Spirit of God to be spiritually minded. And you can't be spiritually minded unless you are born again. After you are born again, then you can receive the Spirit that will help you to live. He's called the Helper. He's the Spirit that's going to help you to begin to develop this mindset for spiritual things and then transform your life so that God can get you where He wants you. But the problem is many people are not willing. Even those that have received the Spirit they are not willing. But if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. That's Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. So you have to be born again to receive that. Now, Ezekiel chapter 36. The Bible says, I believe from verse 25. God says, then I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you will be clean. You will be clean. Can you say that with me? Yeah. God said you will be clean. You know what that clean water is? It's the word of God. What I've been talking to you about. God said, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. No doubt. He said, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and all your idols, all habits, addictions, all of them. When I sprinkle clean water upon you, I'm cleansing you. And the, cl- the clean water He's talking about is the Word of God that cleanses you. You can't clean yourself up. You can't do it. God said, "I will do that. I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and I'll clean clean you up. And you will be clean. No doubt about it. You will be clean. I will cleanse you." From all, not some, all of your filthiness. And all of your idols. He says, I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit within you. That's what God wants. You need a new heart and a new spirit. Notice the word heart and the word spirit is not capitalized. Spirit is small spirit, right? Small letter? S. That's the new you. Amen? That's the new you. That's when you are born again. The old you died. And the new you came alive. When you received Christ and you allowed the word of God to be sprinkled on you, God cleansed you, gave you in your heart, and a new you. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things pass away. That's what God does. He'll give you a new heart. He said, I will take the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. But the last part is what I really like. Amen. (laughs) He said, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgment and do them. Amen. God said, I will make you. You will love to do it. I will cause you to do it. And it's all God that is doing it in you. He puts his spirit inside of you. And begin to make you walk. And Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. But when his spirit comes inside of you, something changes in you. If you want that, God can give that to you. And it can start today. God says, I will. I will. We need the spirit of God. Amen. Jesus said very clearly, you cannot put new wine in an old wine skin. New wine is placed inside a new wine skin. Otherwise, if you do that, Everything will burst you. Spill the wine. Before you came to Christ, that was the old. Amen? <laughs> you can't contain the Spirit of God. Now that you have come to Christ, you have a right to receive His Spirit in you that transforms everything about your life. And that can start this morning. Amen? that can start this morning what we need to do is present your new bottle amen present the new bottle to god and say now feel feel i want this new spirit that will make me love to do the things of god how many want that this morning let me see your hand you want that god to do that this is a new day everyone that wants god to start a new walk in your life can you join me up here You want a new work in your life. And you need a renewal in your spirit. God doing something new in your life. Even if you haven't done it before. And this is the first time. Let me see you here. And mean business with God. Because I believe God confirms his word with signs following. God's going to do that for us. Amen. Amen. God's going to do that for us. Everything I'm doing in our church right now, I'm very focused at what I want God to do. My desire is to position, because I'm sure of the God I serve. He called me and my wife into this work, and I thank God. God gave me a wonderful wife that's helping me. and helping, She corrects me and helps me to stay focused. But I will not be satisfied, and I mean it, until I see God pour out upon your life. This is what it's all about. I'm not going to be satisfied. I will cry out to God. I will fast if I have to, so that God can reach out to you and bless every family and put your past behind, so that you can have a new day. Amen? God's going to do that for us. What we need to do this morning is tell God, I got my new wine scheme. Amen. I want you to feel me. Tell him I'm ready. And you know God has been ready all along. Amen. Just tell him you're ready. That's the way God is. Once you give him your word, you enter into a covenant with him. He takes you up. Amen. And he never lets go until you say, it's enough. I don't want it anymore. He Then he let go because he's a gentleman. But I guarantee you, once you make an agreement with him, just like you're doing today, it takes you up. The old things will go away and the new things will begin. Amen? Please stay with us and watch what God will do for every one of us. Lift your hands up to the Lord today. Tell the Lord from your heart God, I need you. Here is. The new wine skin that you gave to me. Fill it up. Fill it up with your spirit. And throwing away right now the corner of mind. The mind that is so calculated, always calculating, scheming, but not with God. And throwing that away today. You're saying to the Lord, I'm no longer going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to lean on you, God. And I know you cannot fail me. You do not know how to fail. Tell him that. Tell him. Commit yourself to him totally. Today, just give yourself away and see what God will make out of your life. I believe something great is going to be coming to the Ark Fellowship and every one of us here the spirit of the living God is among us. God is laying a foundation that is so solid in this place that great increase will come into your life in every area of life as God is putting everything together for your good, for the good of your children and generations to come. If Jesus dies. Amen. Father, here we are. In your holy presence, oh God. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You said, come out from among them and come to the place where I will show you. And you promised that you would bless us. Lord, we are coming out of the world. We are coming to you, Lord God. We are giving our lives to you right now. We ask that you fill us with your spirit and give us determination in our hearts. True conviction to do what you've called us to do. Empower us to be obedient to your word. Lord, as your servant, I bless your people today. Everything that is coming against your life. I come against those things today in Jesus' name. Lord, if there's been wrongdoings in the past, I ask that you forgive today as we stand in your presence today in the name of Jesus. Today I declare by your name, by the power of your name, this is a new day for the people of God. Thank you, God. Fill us with your goodness and your mercy. We are grateful to be called servants of the living God, handmaidens of the living God. We give you praise today. We know we never leave your presence because you said you will always be with us, even to the end of the age. I declare in your name, O Lord, that good things have come to the people of God and the Ark Fellowship. Can I hear an amen? good things have come into your life. Amen. Be in expectation. Please don't stay. We'll see whatever happens. No. Look for it. Like the woman who shared last Sunday, she kept going to the mailbox because she believed the word of fruitfulness. And finally, she opened the, check, the envelope and there was $10,000 in it. She shared that with you. Look for it. Amen. Look for it. God's going to bring it to you. Amen? You are blessed. Say, put your hand on your chest. I'm blessed. Yes, you are. You're dismissed. <laughs>